0: Okay. Um, First, nobody's defaulted um, other than Lehman Brothers, Um, (laughs) so uh, those countries were bailed out. So uh, basically, yeah, France and Germany want to keep this thing going. Um, However, at some point, enough is enough. And what was achieved today was not very much uh, in Brussels. Um, basically what what Germany would like to do is to extract uh, some concessions. And it's not just that the future debt is going to be liable to um, some restructuring if a country gets into trouble. I think a a lot of what they're after is uh, some ability to have better control over the fiscal policy of the countries. Because you've got this weird situation with one currency, one central bank, and 17 governments that are doing their own thing in terms of fiscal policy. You've got these guidelines that nobody sticks to, including Germany. So what they're looking for is some more bite in terms of um, the fiscal policy, some harmonization. They've uh, basically agreed uh, today that they would go back to their uh, countries and come up with a list of things that could be harmonized. The main thing that Germany wants harmonized, and uh, a lot of countries in Europe, is the corporate tax rate. You think about it, right? The Ireland's got this really low corporate tax rate. Firms locate in Ireland versus Germany because of that tax rate. Yet, Germany is paying to bail out Ireland. Doesn't seem fair. So, and Ireland very unwilling to change that because it's been very successful uh, for them. So, what, what they are trying to do, the only way for this to work is to harmonize the fiscal side, not just the monetary side. And they knew that uh, when the euro was founded and well before. This is uh, kind of not controversial whatsoever. For a currency union to survive, you need to have fiscal as well as monetary harmonization. So, so how is it going to play out? Uh, the fact that um, Greek debt has got a higher yield than Egypt, you have to look at the whole situation. Egypt actually is not in fiscal disrepair like uh, Greece is. The actual amount of sovereign debt that it's got is pretty moderate, right? And they do have some natural resources. So I'm not saying that their country is in great shape, and I'm not saying that their yields couldn't spike. Uh, It could be very illiquid right now, too, so the prices are not that meaningful. But but just looking across countries, you have to look at not just the the yield and the political risk, but you have to look at kind of the fundamental situation, how much debt does that country actually have and its ability to to, to actually pay it. So so I think that we're basically treading water uh, right now in Europe. Um, the, the next situation will probably be within Europe, likely Portugal, something happening in Spain. Um, but they're basically in the strategy of what I call extend and pretend. And just hopefully we get enough growth that, um, that you know, they can work themselves uh, out of this. The problem is that growth is not going to come from the US. It's unlikely it's going to come within Europe, so it might be a very long wait. You know, one of the biggest problems uh, with the financial crisis is that um, People have realized uh, that it's not just debt, it's the maturity of your debt that causes risk. Does that kind of make sense? And it's a little paradoxical because we always think when we do our basic finance that longer term debt's got bigger duration, right? It's more sensitive in terms of value to interest rate changes. It's true. Um, Short-term debt has got refinancing risk. You have to roll it. And that's not usually taken into account. So for a lot of firms, um, if instead of uh, very short-term debt, they had very long-term debt, um, they would not be at at risk in terms of uh, the recession because they don't have to repay this year the whole amount. Uh, It's the same with the sovereigns. So uh, sovereigns uh, attracted to cheap short-term rates, loaded up on the short-term, and then they face this massive refinancing risk. I thought it was very interesting that the uh, committee that advises the Treasury, um, which is made up of people from industry mainly, uh, recommended that the Treasury go to even longer-term bonds. So forget the 30-year. Let's go 40, years. 50, 100 years. <laughs> And, uh, and, and frankly, um, why not? Why not? So, uh, why not use the whole term structure? And if you think that, um, I, I'm not saying this in no way solves the fiscal imbalance situation. I'm just talking about if you're going to have debt, uh, why not use that whole uh, term structure? And effectively, you uh, get rid of the kind of rollover risk. Going to the market. You go to the market once, you get that long term debt, and then you don't have to worry about it for, for quite a while. So, so I think that we're gonna, we're, we'll see um, so called console bonds uh, resurrected uh, and very long term stuff as kind of finance this out. But again, that's just dealing with the debt um, by rearranging it rather than getting rid of it.